welcome. Like you should do that again. I, what? Oh, I thought maybe it was too loud to hurt your ears. No, I just every time I go to introduce this, I always want to. I every podcast I say the wrong thing. Welcome to the Ford Cast. That's the correct thing. I know, but it, like in my brain, like when I'm doing hard bodies, I say the Ford Cast. When I'm doing the Ford Cast, I want to say. Oh, hard do bodies. you? Yeah, my brain is like it's this one. I'm like it's not. Like it's the opposite podcast. Well, you said it correctly, and I'm very proud of you. Thank you. This is the Ford Cast, a Harrison Ford podcast. That's that's great. You did really well, Rachel. And, and what movie are we doing? We're going to talk about a little old movie called Star Wars, The Force Awakens. A little old movie called Jesus, Star 2015. Wars. 2015. Oh, such a long time ago. I didn't realize that this movie was that old. <laughs> it's not that old, but it is. Like, yeah, like, you know. Well, I think also because, you know, it's the majority of the box office is from 2016 yeah well because it's like it is kind of 2016 ish yeah it's the end of 2015 but still. exactly yeah jeez uh and this you know is kind of the reason that i got back into the star wars fandom for when i was eight yeah i mean every i think everyone did I, yeah. everyone always loved star wars i like the prequels but like the i find people who grew up on the prequels love them because i didn't grow up on them I, didn't grew, I grew up on actual Star Wars. Like, I was six years old the first time I ever watched Star Wars. Yeah. But I mean, I, I mean, yeah, you are a little, little different. But, came out. but I, I guess I mean, in, in the sense of being of a certain age when you watched it. Yeah. Like, if you were yeah. a kid when the prequels came out, it was different. Like, I remember dressing up like Padme, like the Queen Amidala, when I was in the second grade, I think, or third grade for my birthday party. Like, I had the white face with the red lips and everything. Mm -hmm. And so the prequels. I the last one I think came out and I was like 14 yeah I was in college when they came out yeah I was I was still in California I was like 14 when the when uh Revenge of the Sith came out I am a child it's okay many people are children I have a baby just just in comparison just in comparison yes. I'm a baby. uh so this movie came out December 14th 2015 which we uh alluded to it same is day as sisters sisters the movie sisters with Amy Poehler and Tina Fey came oh. out the same day because Can't. me and my friends went and saw Sisters, and then we went, ran to the next theater to see Star Wars. I remember it was like counter-programming, right? They were like with uh, Book Club and uh, Infinity War. Yeah. Not Infinity just, War, like, I mean Deadpool. Care. Deadpool, yeah. yeah. They just didn't care. Like, Sisters was like, we know we're not beating Star Wars, so they were like... No, but it's it's counter-programming. It's, you know, okay, the, we really can't beat this movie, so why don't we try to get the people who maybe, not, maybe won't yeah. see it? Because Book Club actually was number two after Deadpool, which is That's insane. Where is Infinity War? Oh, you mean for that weekend? For that weekend, yeah. I was going to say, I was like, Infinity War is still like the number one movie in the world right now. Well, it's uh, it's technically for the weekend, it was number three. But yeah, for the world. Okay. Yeah. I was like... We'll talk about that later because it uh, it's about to beat Force Awakens. Yeah. Infinity for, War. Yeah. For, uh, for globally. Well, that was what was so funny is because they showed... I mean, domestically, sorry. Yeah. Because they showed <laughs> Infinity no, no, wait. War like... Globally. No, globally. They're the thing for Infinity War when he was about to beat it. When it, it beat one of its records, and mm -hmm. it showed Disney handing it showed like Star Wars handing over the lightsaber. lightsaber to the gauntlet or whatever, and I'm like, oh wow, Disney handing Disney some more money. <laughs> That's all it was. No, that I think that was more of a congratulations on opening because because those ads go out yeah know, no but long just, before the movie I just does. Think it's funny. No no no, this was like after it beat a record. It wasn't about congratulations. Oh, it wasn't beat a okay. record, but it's just funny that it's Disney handing Disney more money. That's true. Yeah. Like it was like here, Disney. Thank you, Disney. Uh, so this movie is directed by J.J. Abrams mm -hmm. and music by John Williams and a little song written by someone named Lin-Manuel Miranda. Oh, yeah, the Cantina song. Yeah, the Cantina song. Java and Flow. 
Java Flow. Let's sing it. I don't no. know it. <laughs> and uh, it was written by someone named Larry Kasdan, J.J. Abrams, and Michael. Uh, how do you say his name? Art Artent. Oh. Yeah, I don't know, I right? Guess. You said Michael, and I thought you were talking about Michael Arden, who is an actor and a director on Broadway. <laughs> And yeah. he was in Kings. Maybe so that, I was like, maybe that's why I want to say it. Yeah, because Michael Arden is subconscious. Uh, boyfriend in Kings. Yeah, is my, that's Michael Arden, and he directed Spring Awakening, which is on Broadway. We're gonna get to talk about Kings for the next movie because of Michael Green. Oh <gasps> yes, yeah. I forgot Michael Green. Oh my god, I'm so excited. Uh. Um, yeah, no, but also because we were gonna talk about this in this episode later, though. Yeah. But I didn't realize Larry Kasdan also did Solo, which is why I think I like Solo as much as Agreed. I do. Agreed. We'll talk about that. He's the only one who gets. He gets granted. Han. There are parts of Solo I don't like because they didn't get my favorite aspect of Han. But well, he's young. He may not have that aspect. No, yet. no, no. He does because it's he, okay. he kind of has. Well, let's save movie, it. Let's save it for when we talk yeah, no, about no. Solo. Save it. But I'm just saying, Larry Kasdan. I was like, it made sense as soon as I realized Larry Kasdan had wrote it. Mm-hmm. Cause I was like, oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's why I like this movie because yeah. he I, gets Han in a way that the others don't. And I mean, jumping ahead a little bit, um, what's interesting is that Larry actually recycled something from the original draft of when it was Revenge of the Jedi, the the whole coming in uh, on the planet in uh, Lightspeed mm-hmm. that was originally in which we talked about briefly a long time ago in the first draft. But Han gets the idea from Lando and sort of makes it his own idea. Yeah. So so Larry stole from himself. Larry's like, yeah, you can uh, plagiarize yourself. And yeah. I'm gonna do I mean, it. no one ever used it. Uh, and uh, I wrote down that he plays, uh, Harrison Ford plays Admiral Captain Han Solo. LOL. That's my little final joke. Admiral Captain. Uh, and uh, I, I want to call this episode either The Return of Peaches because I never, I don't think I ever told that story that apparently when Warwick Davis's kids met Harrison Ford... Um, or someone's kids, actually. No, it couldn't have been that because he was 12 at the time. Someone's kids met Harrison Ford. Now I forgot the whole story. And they said, you know, what should we call you? And he's like, you can call me Peaches. Why? Because it's funny. He's so weird. I think it's funny. I love this idiot. It's the return of Peaches. He's so, he's so dumb. I love him. So um, right before George Lucas, this is supposedly what happened, sold Lucas Films to Disney. He took Harrison, Carrie, and Mark out to dinner. And, and I think Mark tells the story that he knew something was up because the, they made all their kids sit at a different table. Because it was like... No, the thing I don't get is you always hear, oh, they told me in a restaurant. If it's such a secret thing, why do you go out to dinner to, to say it? Yeah, that's like the solo thing where it was like big four, Alden, Aaron... I can't never say his name. Me either. Al- Alden, Aaron, Reich, because my friend has like corrected me 10 times. Before they announced that he was Han Solo, him and Harrison Ford went to lunch. And I'm like... Where do you people go to lunch that no one like either gives a shit or no one is like kind yeah. of listening? Like, well, I, I think care. I believe also uh, that and this is a long time ago and we've talked so much about The Force Awakens through all of our episodes. This sort of feels like a rehash, but um, John Boyega. Oh, my God. You you couldn't remember John Boyega? I'm tired. Shut up. <laughs> Listen, I'm tired. I couldn't remember. Boyega. I love him. I Please leave that big pause and then you go, like, oh my brain. John Boyega. Like, like it wasn't like Here's the worst part. Oh God, I'm too close to the mic. Here's the worst part. I'm so used to having a stand with these mics. Yeah. Um, is that I didn't even look at his name. I just lifted the paper and went, oh John Boyega. Like I know his name. <laughs> it was just great because it wasn't like I thought you were like looking for a story. So I was like, I can't help supply yeah. anything to you. I don't know what you're about to say. And then it was just the name John Boyega. I was like, because okay. I was so embarrassed. I should have said Finn. <laughs> Um, I'm pretty sure that J.J. Abrams told him in a restaurant as well. Yeah, they tell everyone everything in a restaurant. Why? 
I think it's a Hollywood secret. I think the secret <laughs> is that in Hollywood, you have to just say you found everything out in a restaurant. I guess. Because they don't want another Daniel Radcliffe where he's like, I got out in the bathtub and cried. <laughs> like, they're like, no more Maybe. Maybe they think in an office they'll start crying. I don't know. It, it, Everyone they needs to learn over food. They're like, like you, <laughs> you have no money right now. Not that Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher. But what I love about the story is that apparently... <laughs> He says, so I'm selling and, you know, like, if we did this, like, would you be interested? And Carrie went, yes. <laughs> and Mark went, hold on. Like, let him <laughs> let him explain. Don't. As if to be like, okay, negotiate maybe? Like, don't. Which she was just like, money, I need the money. I want it now. <laughs> I love her so much. I love, I love the, and then it says Harrison Ford was like, no. Like, it's like the three of them are very like. Well, no, that actually. What happened was is that so they, so they didn't give an answer and Mark felt oh Harrison's going to say no oh. so I this is great I don't have to look like the bad guy because uh, if he's not in it I, I can't do it it'd be I think he thought maybe it would be cheesy I don't know so he he kind of was like well I'll do it if Harrison does it I think thinking that Harrison would say no but and Harrison says like, no. yeah uh, yes so they were sort of stuck also interesting is that um, originally they kept trying to write Luke Skywalker into the film earlier on, but they felt like he was such a huge presence that he was taking all the attention away from the other characters they were trying to introduce until it just became little and little until he was just only at the end, which is, I think, awesome. In a trilogy, at least, because you know he's going to come back. It's a great reveal. Yeah. It feels like a novel, which is what a lot of this feels like. And the original draft had the lightsaber flying through the space it's still attached to Luke's hand. I actually read that draft. No. Yes, I know. I'm glad that didn't happen. <laughs> yes, it's a little, little too weird and creepy um, to do that. No. And then, I mean, the first time I ever saw a picture was the picture, I'm sure you remember, of the cast, right, at the read-through, which is it's very exciting. Oh, yeah. The black I, and white picture. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which I went, oh, well, Daisy Ridley looks just like them, and she's sitting right next to Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher. She must be their kid. LOL. Yes, uh, but we'll talk more about that later. Uh, so what was your original reactions that you can remember to the film? Oh, so when Han Solo dies, me and this dad were next to each other. Because it was like, the way it was, was like the small kid, the dad, me, and then my friend was on my side in the, like, mm-hmm. we were at like the, what theater were we at for this? Were we at the Cineplex? I don't remember. I think it was either in Chelsea or it was my PTSD. I don't remember which theater it was, but whatever. We're sitting in the theater. No, it was a Cineplex because we went up. So we're like sitting in the theater. He hands Chewie the detonator and me and this dad go, no, no. And this poor kid is like nine. And he's going, what? What do you guys know? Because <laughs> me and this dad who have not spoken are like, no, they're not going to do it. No, they're not going to do it. They're not going to do it. They're not going to do it. And then he dies. I started crying. This grown ass man beside me starts crying. My friend was like, no. And like everyone in the theater is just so mad and it was just so funny because i just remember this kid being like i don't get it like, why is everyone pissed i love that you got it then i've told this before i didn't get it until he starts walking along the you know the the bridge because well, raises ben well first of all when he yells ben my heart got really emotional i just oh they named him after ben kenobi because that's the reason that they met and it just oh that really got me i love that moment and uh, but then when he walks walking because you know bad things happen to people when they walk along Star little Wars small little happen. bridges like that and my friend and I both kind of lowered our heads but could still sort of see the film a little bit like above our eyes and we were <laughs> like no 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 mm-mm. and I had sort of heard rumors that he might die in this and I had uh, I had read a little bit of that early draft by accident 
and so I was spoiled a little bit, but I thought that, oh, they wouldn't do it. And so it started to sound a little bit like what I'd read and um, lowering my head and we're just like, no, no, don't, don't. <laughs> and then, oh, it was so emotional. My, um, oh, Han. Han. My brother, my brother goes through phases where he's like super into superhero stuff and he'll go like the day they come out mm-hmm. and then he isn't into it anymore. And he's like, oh, I don't care. I'll go whatever, whatever. So when the Force Awakens came out, he was in his oh I don't I don't care about whatever phase, and so he was apparently like I got out of the movie and was calling my family, was talking to my dad, and he goes yeah your brother just realized Han Solo dies in Star Wars and he's flipping out and the cat I'm like why is he reading articles like because he'll sit there and he'll read about mm-hmm. it but he won't go see the movie and then he'll call me and go does this happen in the movie and I'm like why don't just you go just see go see it. Well, That's why Infinity War, I wouldn't talk to him. I made him wait until he went and saw Infinity War, and then I would talk to him. Good for you. So you're learning now. Yeah, now I'm like, yeah. I won't talk to you until you've seen now, the I movie. Mean, as painful as it is, the, the big issue is Harrison Ford always feels that his character has to have utility in a film, which yeah. I agree. It works with the narrative. And something that I thought was really great, and I didn't bring the exact quote, unfortunately, is that J.J. Abrams said, you know, that every character, this is great, you know, as writers, both of us, right, has to have a, a reason for being in the film and driving the action forward. Conflict, obviously, is important in film. That's why all of our characters aren't happy anymore, you know. Yeah. It, and I, I sort of knew something like that had to happen because what we love about Han and Leia is them fighting. And in the trailer, the way that she put her head on his shoulder and the anguish in her face, I was like, oh, they lost a kid or something. Like that, there's like angst going on there because we want to recreate what we had. But um, so he said, which is one of my favorite quotes about writing is that otherwise he's just a piece of sexy luggage. He does, he's just sort of, you know, riding along for the ride. He's not doing anything to move the plot forward, which is a big reason why Harrison Ford wanted Han to die in Return of the Jedi because he didn't think he was, which is right. Han doesn't do anything. He's just sort of there. It's all Luke's story. And I originally wanted to call the podcast Sexy Luggage. And I'm so glad that you convinced me not to do that. Yeah, we're not knit because people would be like, I'm confused. Yeah, it, it would have gotten old very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a one nice little bit joke. And yeah. It's like, this is it doesn't work. Yeah. But then again, you hate puns and that yet you named the podcast Fordcast. Listen, sometimes <laughs> I do things and I don't get it. Hey, you know. Um, sometimes my jokes, I don't understand them, but they hit and I just let it happen. I mean, maybe we should call the episode Sexy Luggage. We could call it Sexy yeah. Luggage. Yeah. So, so it's either Return of Peaches or Sexy Luggage. Sexy Luggage. I just love that term. So no one wants to be sexy luggage. <laughs> also, it's a great sort of parallel to Harrison Ford because his face looks like luggage. <laughs> uh, in a good way. I, he's older now. I'm Fair. just saying. Yeah. Uh, and then Vanity Fair in June 2015 had the first pictures on the cover that we ever saw of everybody in costume. That was that was sort of a big deal. That was. Yeah. Um, oh, and Carrie Fisher and uh, the uh, lovely Mark Hamill were given trainers. Well, yeah, because Harrison Ford, he has old man bod, but it hasn't changed much. Yeah, well, he's still a, a vital movie star, but, you know. <laughs> the suit is different. I mean, I, maybe this isn't the best thing to bring up uh, exactly, but, uh, you know, I was a little concerned for Mark Hamill's health, so it was probably a good thing. Yeah, I love that Carrie Fisher was still like on that treadmill though with like a Coke. And the guy that was, was amazing. like, can not, you, you can't have, she's like, but what if I did? <laughs> not And not even in workout clothes. No, she was like, in like just a normal outfit. I'm obsessed it's with It's just her. really hard to look back at, we're referring to if anyone has not seen Bright Lights, an amazing documentary on Debbie Reynolds and Carrie Fisher, um, in which they show her going to London and getting an apartment yeah. and, and working out. Um, I mean, it's pretty funny that 
the trainer makes her throw out all of her Coke and then her assistant goes out and buys more. And then she's like literally on a treadmill yeah. with like a can of Coke in her hand. Like it's like it's she's funny, trying, but, but it, not. it hurts because because she died. So. Oh, Carrie Fisher, you enigma. This is the first time I, I rewatched Star Wars since she passed away. I mean, uh, this movie, not a Star Wars movie, because obviously I saw the Force. The Force. I Week. can't remember the last time I watched Force Awakens. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Carrie's great in it. I love their scenes together. She looks fantastic. Um, I originally she was supposed to start the movie. There's a scene that's on the DVD that, or the actually you can get on iTunes as well. Um, that's cut. Uh, but I like the reveal. I like that you see it through Han's eyes because he's so excited to see that ship. I was like, oh, Leia's on that ship. Yeah, there's Leia, bitch. Yeah, like in his face, just the way he's like, eh, whatever, kid. Yeah, she's gone. Okay. Um, the woman I love is on the ship. Sure. You didn't. T- I got that. I totally got that well, off of now his face. Solo ruined it. Listen. Let's not talk about Solo yet. This I'm is, just saying. We have a whole episode to talk about Solo. Part that angers me. He has a type. Oh, I said that, and my tweet about my tweet review. Of Solo I'm not was, surprised that he likes brun- short brunettes. Tweet review of Solo was much like Han Solo. I also have a type, and it's boys with butt chins. And oh, I did see that. Yeah, but let's 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 save that. I don't think that Solo ruined this movie. Actually, no. So no, 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 no. That I hate that scene because I hate C3PO, and C3PO ruins that scene. Well, yeah. I mean, that's the joke is that he's like yeah. a big cock block. Yeah, he's always a big. Cock I know. Block. I hate C3PO. It doesn't. That's. I think I so does Han. Hate that. Yeah, this is why I'm Han Solo. I hate that droid, and I want to kill it. And so when it ruined the one moment this movie gave me of Han and Leia, I was like, I'm going to kill somebody. <laughs> like, JJ, you gave me one scene, and the one scene has fucking C-3PO ruining it. I think it's supposed to be funny. It's not funny. Okay. Give me more scenes, and it would have been okay. Give me, like, a kiss or anything. Instead, we just get C-3PO's fucking head popping out. There's also a cut scene um, of Han and Finn trying to talk their way out of the uh, stormtroopers in the basement of the castle, which is pretty funny. I don't know why they cut it, but it's pretty funny. Because this movie was already like two and a half hours. That's the thing. It's a really <laughs> Star Wars movies are very long, and I would have watched more. I I re- I just really enjoy this movie. It's so well done. It's got just the balance I think of nostalgia yeah. and a new story. Yeah, and a female. Um, protagonist which i didn't know i needed and which is crazy because of course we did not have i mean we have some but for some reason because this is something that you know is a genre that i have been in even you know before i saw the movie at the end of it i just went i didn't know that i was missing this in my life to yeah, have she's luke she's the hero she's yeah like we, we've the never one you're looking we've for. never had that we've no, never like had, we had a matriarchy leia, who leia is awesome but she's not the lead of the story no and it's the same thing so it's like luke and then it was anakin and it was like we had great women in both of those but mm-hmm. it was now that we have ray who the story is focused on ray it's like oh that's yeah. way cooler and i exactly and i'm so happy that young girls can grow up with this i i it's inspired me and it was just so exciting and as much as i i'm not a huge shipper you know i don't like ship everybody but i enjoy a good ship I kind of hope that she doesn't have a romantic relationship. I hope it's she's like Luke. It is. Listen, the only thing I want for Luke is Mara Jade. I will play her. Okay. I will dye my hair red for it. But, um, no, all I want is um, a Finn and, Finn and Poe. Well, everybody wants Those Finn and Poe to get together. Sexy pilots together. Sexy pilots, sexy luggage. 
<laughs> sexy pilot, sexy like. No, I think everybody does. I mean, that's something that is so also wonderful about this film is the diversity and the complex relationships. And we have a stormtrooper who uh, is a character and all of these characters are interesting. I mean, even Kylo Ren, you know, you feel for him because he is the product of two characters that we love. I mean, it's, it's a space opera. This yeah. is, I remember when I first uh, found the, the online fandom of Star Wars, uh, as you do, uh, I think I said something like that and someone said, it's not a soap opera, it's a space opera. I was like, yeah, so the only reason it's called a soap opera is because the radio shows used to be sponsored by soap. It's an opera. You just put a different word in front of it. It's the same thing. <laughs> it's the same thing. It's just an opera in space. A soap opera is not an opera with soap. It's just the sponsorship. Because when uh, if people don't know, it's really fascinating that when radio shows, uh, so this, the, the term soap opera comes from radio because they would have these radio dramas that were, you know, just like what we know of soap operas now, but they were sponsored only, mostly by soap because you had to have a sponsor to actually do the show just like in early television you'd have commercials in it and so it's called a soap opera so a soap opera is the same thing as a space opera it just takes place in space just saying <laughs> i i love her her innocence and um her go-to-ness and and i realize i know a lot of people obviously it could change but as far as we know now not at the time we saw the movie that she is not related to any of the main skywalker family right i think that might change but let's see but as of what we know right now i think that the reason that a lot of people probably felt that too is that i think she's supposed to meant to be a combination of han luke and leia i have a theory that no one likes tell it um what it'll i'll tell it when we talk about solo because it applies to solo okay my friend got very mad at me when I came up with this theory. <laughs> hey, sometimes people don't like things that actually happen. I also noticed rewatching this that everybody in the beginning of the movie has masks, right? So you have Kylo Ren has a mask. When we first meet Rey, she has a mask. When we first meet Finn, they have a mask. Um, and I, I really think that that is sort of a symbol in the film, right? Because they're all sort of trying to find out who they are yeah, underneath that. Yeah, the only one who that. doesn't have one is Oscar Isaac. Yeah. Well, he, and then well, there's Oscar Isaac, like, hello, I'm beautiful. He also, in the original draft, died in that, that crash. Yeah, because they always kill off Oscar Isaac in the first 15 yeah. minutes and of the so movie. and so he was like, you know, I don't know if I want to do a movie where that happens again. Because they did that in the one of the Bourne movies. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, he looked real good in that movie, too. And they wanted him in the film so much that they, thank God, like, changed it. We're like, oh, yeah, we could change that. You could be in it more. That's the dream career to have. Be like, excuse me, uh, I don't want to die. Oh, okay, we'll change it. Yeah, we'll change it. Yeah, sounds good. Harrison Ford, I'd like to die. Okay, sure. Sure, yeah. sure, sure, sure. Okay, yeah. But again, utility. It's it's painful and it's dramatic, but it it it, keep, it also keeps his through line from the other movies is that he's always doing things for Leia. She asks him, which is like hurts my heart, and I'm sure that Leia knew that too, was I really believe that he only went out on that bridge, and I think it might actually even be in the, st in the stage directions in the, in the script now that I think about it, for her. Well, Han Solo, and when, later when we talk about it, yeah, Solo helps prove it, is like, he always does things with his heart and he doesn't know he's doing it. Yeah. So like everything he ever does is because his heart's telling him to do it and he thinks it's because, he's like, no, this is like how I can save mm -hmm. myself. And that's not the truth. And it never has been. Everything he's ever done is because he is a genuinely good human being who does these things and thinks he's like, and they, they, Pitch him as like a smuggler and a bad guy, but he's not. Like mm -hmm. he does like 
and so maybe it's because solo kind of rectified it and like made him a good guy but like everything he does was i'm just trying to do this i'm just trying to do this i'm trying to survive when in reality it was like i'm doing this because of this reason yeah and i think part of his survival is having that bravado because he's he's been hurt so much that he puts on this facade a mask if you will oh my god look at me of being this tough guy right and and just like in solo she's like you're you're they're the good guy and so it's it's sort of this poignant sad thing that in the end what does him in is his heart is that he puts down that facade which he felt was his protection and 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 it's what kills him i mean it's ugh, i love a tragic story not that i wanted this to happen this way but it, it's really kind of beautiful sadly beautiful which is what happens a lot in star wars you know happy things don't necessarily always happen in this world mm -hmm. and a lot's at stake and i I'm also just sad that we won't get to see the rest of Leia's story. I mean, I'd rather Carrie Fisher be here but than care about just the story. But I, I think it's actually very fitting that he, the one time he puts down his complete facade for his son, who I do believe he loves. And I think that, that Kylo Ren loves his father too, and that's why he kills him, because it's getting in the way of his confliction. Well, I think, and this is why... I love, I guess, spoilers for Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. But this is why I like Harry Potter and the Cursed Child so much because mm -hmm. it's both Han and Harry Potter are these two characters who end up having these families and having lives and having kids that they don't know what that's like. They're two characters who have never had that. And so mm -hmm. it's nice to see something like this and in Cursed Child like where you see these two characters try and have a normal life and realizing that they can't and they don't know what to do. I mean, that's a good point. He never had parents. Yeah, and that's like why I liked Curse Child as much as I did because that's it. It's pinpointing the fact that Harry Potter never had parents. He doesn't know what it's like, and the same thing with Han, which we don't realize. We're like, yeah, well, Han's a bad dad. It's like, well, Han doesn't know what a dad is. Like he even kind of mentions it in Solo about his dad, but he goes, "Are you close to your dad?" He's like, "No." So it's he had parents. He just didn't. They weren't parents to him. They kind of abandoned him. Yeah, I, I got the feeling that he was very young. I was surprised yeah. when he said in Solo that he actually knew his parents, unless he was lying, which he could have been. But I'm, I'm guessing he was probably very young when, when you know, his father... Well, yeah, because this movie, I think he was supposed to be, like, 19 when the crux of the movie happened. So you think he left Grilly and he was 16. And he had to be living in that thing for how many years by himself? Yeah, so it's he had supposed to be, to be 10, 10 to 15. They haven't really set it down years before start. And he's supposed to be 25. It's 25. Oh, yeah, because he's, like, so it must be 10 years. Because he's 35 when they meet him. Is he 35 when they meet him? Like, he's in his early, early oh, mid-30s. I, I thought he was supposed to be, like... 20 something because Luke and Leia are 19 when they meet Han. That's um, that's what I mean. So I think he's supposed to be like 30, 34 or something when he meets Luke and Oh, Luke I thought he was younger than that. Or, oh, yeah, I thought he was younger than that. I thought he was in his 20s when he meets them. No, because no. Because Harrison Ford is in his 30s. No, I know. Harrison Ford was playing way younger. Yeah, yeah. That's what I remembered that Harrison yeah. Ford was playing way younger than he actually and, and was. And in the cutscene from, I forget which one of the prequels, when we were supposed to see 10 year old Han, that would make him 10 years. That was the year that. Yeah, I think in the last one, he was 10. So he's about 10 years older than Luke and Leia. Yeah, so he's still in his 20s. So I was wrong. He's like 29. Okay. Because they're 19 when the twins, because Carrie Fisher is the actual I age. I don't believe that Harrison Ford looked 29 in that. Yeah, I'm going to say he's That's in his 30s. Point. That's the point. He looks like he's 30. He's 30. Well, I guess the, the tough life really, you know, got it. No, but anyway, to this movie, let's actually talk about this movie something that uh, harrison said in gq when he was promoting blade runner was um i'm finished with star wars if star wars is finished with me but it is science fiction and that was the worst part was he would never he'd always be he's 
I feel like he says it more now that he's done, but around this time, he was being very vague about it. Which, you know, is a way to keep it going because you don't know what's going to happen. These movies are going to these movies are going to go on past our lifetime. Like, I will never know what happens to this saga cuz I will be dead. <laughs> Maybe you will. Yeah. But I have a feeling that these movies are going to go on like through our great-great-grandchildren. Just just send them wherever I end up. Yeah, send we'll send, send you a data stream. Um, yeah. Oh, here it is. Uh, so this movie is still number one domestically, but it's number three internationally, but Infinity War is getting close to beating it. International. Yeah, but international is what anyone, no, anyone only cares about international sales these days, particularly China. Yeah, and it's cool. Infinity War is probably going to beat it. I think Infinity it will. Infinity War hasn't even been out. It's been a month yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. No, it's definitely going to beat it. So goodbye. Uh, and the first episode we did... I told my favorite Harrison Ford story, which was about the um, switches on the Millennium Falcon. That he wanted, he, the guy had to do them. Exactly. So they would work, yeah. That he ran into him like at a sporting goods store. Was like, should I say something? The guy was working on the Falcon. He's like, oh, I will. And he introduced himself. And he was Harrison was very nice. And he said, oh, the springs. He's like, what? The springs? You, uh, they don't spring up. The, the buttons, they don't feel real. Like, can you make that happen? And so he was so excited and when he got into the Falcon and like they felt like they actually were working keys. Because as a pilot, he's like, it just doesn't feel right. Um, I'll tell this little tidbit now because it's my favorite thing that I mm-hmm. recognized. Yeah. So Harrison Ford has always called it the Falcon. He's never called it the Falcon. It's oh. the Millennium Falcon when he says it. And after Solo, my friend and I were watching interviews with the Solo. I like to watch press interviews. Yeah, me too. So we were watching it and Olin Ehrenreich calls it the Falcon. And I went, and I like, we were sitting on my couch and I, Leah, who was on last episode, I looked at her and I went, he says it like Harrison Ford. She goes, what? And I was like, he did a Falcon. lot of research. Yeah, I was like, it's the Falcon when Harrison, Harrison Ford has never called it the Falcon. It's the Millennium Falcon. And she goes, oh my God, he does. Because it's like, it's a great It's actor. like a weird thing. Like uh, the, this, with this franchise and what I really like that Disney is doing, especially with like the new movies, is it's fixing the little things that we didn't like in the original trilogy, like Lando calling him Han. That was great. Even though Leia calls him Han. <laughs> so you're like, so why is Leia calling him Han then? I think they're all fucking with him, but anyway. No, but like in those original ones, they weren't. It was Carrie Fisher was just like, oh, I guess his name's Han now and no one stopped any of them. Where now they're like, okay, we're justifying it, saying they were fucking with him, even though we knew watching it like... No one knew what the fuck was going on in Return of the Jedi or Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, there was no continuity, no. really, to that. Uh, that trilogy was so good, but, but also... Is I think you could brutal. say it's an accent thing, though. It No. It was Billy D. Williams didn't give a fuck, and then Gary Fisher was just like, I'm going to do whatever they're doing. <laughs> and it made she no was sense. probably was high a lot on the yeah, second that's, film. That's what... It, I didn't want to say that, but that is what I think happened mm-hmm. when she was high and goes, oh, his name's Han now? Okay. <laughs> Just like called him Han. It, I don't, yeah, I like Han better than Han. But, Me too, but I now I like the justification that it has. Mm-hmm. Like, no, and that's it's why great. I like these new movies is they're kind of justifying the shit that didn't make any sense. Yeah. No, I, I love that in story in general, you know, taking little plot holes and, you know, putting fixing, them together. Yeah. yeah, and fixing them. Okay, so what else do we want to talk about this film? I have... um. If anyone remembers the Tumblr uh, Q&A that Harrison Ford did, he was asked about um, Han's death. I think it's a fitting use of the character. Uh, I've been arguing for Han Solo to die for 30 years, not because I was tired of him or because he's boring, but his sacrifice for the other characters would lead gravitas and emotional weight. Sure. 
Uh, and uh, he wanted to do the film because he felt the script had interesting concepts and ideas in which the character is critical. The relationships are interesting and well-drawn. The director is one I admire and I've known for a very long time. It was altogether very easy to say yes. This is the work I do and I love the work. Oh, I love The Force Awakens. I feel like we... The only problem with The Force Awakens is we've talked about it so much that I'm like... Exactly. I know. And and I want these episodes to sort of be an encapsulation so you can go, oh, I like that movie. Let me play that episode. I like that movie. But it's so hard because we've been talking about this movie throughout the entire podcast. Well, because it's kind of like the crux of like it's... The podcast started because we saw The Force Awakens. Yeah, exactly. So it's not really... Yeah, sorry guys. Um, well, here's a here's something that might spark some conversation. So we're doing this a little out of order, but the review for the New York Times says, much as the real world through the war has dragged on, and now Luke, Leia, and Han have been succeeded by a charismatic, talented trio played by Oscar Isaac, John Boega, and Daisy Ridley, who look more like the multitudes of humankind contains a genuine diversity and frequently represented in our movies. Yet while these three are variations of the original Holy Trilogy, part of what makes them contemporary isn't just their skin colors, but also their slippery playfulness of their roles. And that's one thing that I love about this, and I've admired Kathleen Kennedy for years. And these movies look this way because of her. And now you could say that she hasn't hired enough any female directors, she hasn't hired enough this and that. She also has a boss, as well for Disney, Bob Iger, work be running a, a studio also isn't that you can get everything done on your your because you say so, mm-hmm. and I I think that it, it takes a lot of um, you know progress of pushing forward and getting it more, and I think a lot of people don't give her enough credit because she hasn't done it all at once. Well, that's very difficult, and if you look back at Kathleen Kennedy, she's responsible for our entire childhood. When I was a kid, I had the um, Last Crusade poster above my bed. And she was the only female name in the behind the scenes. And it was always above my head. And I had no idea what she looked like. I never saw an interview with her. So I knew nothing about her at all until recently. I just kept thinking, oh, it's a female name. Like this this woman, Kathleen Kennedy. Wow, she's done everything I love. And so I just always really admired her. And I wish that she would, for some people, get more credit. Well, I think you touched on something that makes sense. And I've bitched about this too. And then I look at something like Kathleen Kennedy. I'm like, yeah, you're right. You can't just do it all at once. Like, when you look at Marvel, it's it took 10 years to set up those movies in mm-hmm. order to get a Black Panther, a Captain Marvel, movies that were female-centric. And this, like, yeah, you could have done a Black Widow movie or way earlier, but they set up these worlds so that you had enough viewership so that something like the Black Panther was, like, such a big deal that everyone was so excited for it to come out. And it sucks that it has to be that way mm-hmm. still that we can't like start something and instantly have like, Oh, yeah. why, why couldn't Captain Marvel have been like the third movie that Marvel did? Yeah. Why is it the 20th? And I think that is a good point. Cause I used to bitch about that. And then I was like, well, how come DC can do it? And I was like, well, DC got a wonder woman movie because Marvel did all of this prep work yeah. With all these things, so that you were like, I all I want is this. So then it was a big deal when it comes out. Yeah, the book doesn't start stop with her. She has shareholders. Yeah, and she has again a boss. I don't know why n- anyone says anything about Bob Iger, who run, who runs Disney, because they pick out the one name that they think is in charge and they want to crucify. Yeah, and she's a woman, and it bothers me. Yeah. a lot. And I, I, I mean, I don't agree with everything she's done. Like I don't agree no, with a can't. lot of the stuff. No, but. you can't. Well, I, and we'll talk more about her with Solo because 
look at what she did. This could have maybe wasn't as good as the movie was that we saw. We don't know what the other movie was that she, you know, changed directors on. That may have ended up being a very smart choice. It may have been a bad, you know, could have been a bad choice. Yeah. Yeah. But I think there are more more cooks in the kitchen than you realize. And she's not the queen of Disney. No. It's just the name that they see. And so that's what they crucify. Where... It's like, that's like with uh, Kevin Feige and Marvel. It's, if anything goes wrong, they blame Kevin Feige. I'm like, do you mm-hmm. know how many people are in charge of these movies that you're going to blame the one person whose name is kind of on? Like, yeah. it's a million people doing this. I have a friend um, who will remain nameless. I think I've spoken about him on the show before, who is an actor. And he says that he will only pay money for a movie in the theater after he's illegally downloaded it and sees if it's good because he won't pay money to a bad movie. Now, whatever you do, that's what you do. Um, I get residuals that help pay my rent because people watch things legally, as does he, as does people in our union. Um, So, but I'm not the person who's going to sit there and like reprimand you because it's your life. But there's no excuse anymore. You can spend $9.99 and get a movie pass. I agree. And there is absolutely no excuse because that one movie you were going to pay for, like you've paid for the month and all those people still get their residuals and everything. I just don't want this to sound like I'm reprimanding anybody out there. Um, but I personally some use these residuals to, to help pay my rent. And it's mostly for people who are working actors who don't make a lot of money. So it really surprised me as an actor that he said yeah. this. And, I, and particularly because he is an actor, he knows how films work. And so I talked to him and I said, do you really think that someone goes out to make a bad movie? You know, it, it, the script could be great, but the, you know, the director might edit it incorrectly. The... The, the script might be great and then you're forced to hire a certain actor because that actor has clout and it gets you money to make the film. Um, maybe the studio goes bankrupt and then you can't, you know, no one goes out to make a bad film. Sometimes you just put it all together with all of the elements and it doesn't work out. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we're going off on a tangent. No, but I'm just, yeah, I think we're that's at- the problem. Yeah. Is that people want to pinpoint someone and they pinpoint the name they see. Yeah, that happens all the time, you know. Um, a movie, a lot of times it'll be the actor, you know. If it does well, the actor gets praised. If it does poorly, the writer gets yeah. the flack, you know. It, it's hard, and, you know, most people don't really know the, the ins and outs of, of no, filmmaking. they don't. But Kathleen is definitely one of my heroes. Mm-hmm. You know, she's a very powerful woman, and there aren't a lot of female producers who has a resume like she does. Yeah. What else can we talk about that we haven't talked about for two years? <sighs> much like the force yeah. awakens i'm kind of like yeah i've said everything i could possibly say about the force awakens yeah go back and listen to the rest of the episodes guys <laughs> that's a terrible marketing on our part but um what else do i have here um let's go through all the actors okay so harrison ford i think is very compelling in this film i love han and his emotion about his son and about leia is beautiful even more so if you go read the leia book uh bloodline, bloodline. yeah that really adds a lot to it uh, Mark Hamill is a bit of a drama queen, but I love him. The turning around with the cape in the hood. Uh. Mark Hamill is a disaster, but he's great. <gasps> Don't say that about Mark. He's lovely. He's a little disaster, and I'm obsessed with him. Okay. Um, I, I just thought it was such a great use of his character. He's <laughs> just standing on the mountain. Like- I know. Well, I mean, the, the whole film relies on the fact that we as an audience see these characters the same way that Finn and Ray do, which I thought was so smart. 
So, you know, she thinks that Luke Skywalker is a myth. And in a way, he is kind of to us. And we haven't seen him in a while. Yeah. And so you're anticipating and you're waiting. And, you know, um, many people will say that he is actually the MacGuffin. I kind of feel like the map is the MacGuffin, but I don't know. leading to him. Yeah, so so I can see what they're talking about. Um, And so you're anticipating this, and so to keep it going, um, the same with, you know, seeing Leia through Han, because you're waiting for her. Just, I I really love this movie, and it makes me happy that J.J. is taking over the final movie, because hopefully maybe it'll come full circle. Because as much as I enjoyed The Last Jedi, it felt a little like it didn't connect as much to the first movie. Oh, see, I disagree. I, I thought it did. No, I think it did. I There was still just some... I didn't think it didn't at all. I just think that there were still, to me, some threads that were missing. Well, I think that's also very Star Wars. Yeah. When you look at... If you watch A New Hope and then go into Empire, yeah. there's stuff that you're like, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And that's just how a Star Wars movie is because it just, like, shows you the snapshot of that time. Yeah. Like, it does... It's... the And that's what I kind of like about this one is that it actually is it starts off right where we left off. Yeah. Where I think, and that's kind of why people are like, well, that's weird. Cause that's never happened in a star Wars mm-hmm. movie. It's always like years later, this much later, whatever. Yeah. But it was, re- I mean, that was the cliffhanger that you had to start there. Yeah. You had to know what was going to happen that next moment. Yeah. It was, it was so, so well done. I mean, I, I went into the film going, okay, so I mean, I went opening, I went like at 10 a.m. because I had the day off. So my friends and I was like, let's just do a 10 a.m. and we'll have the theater to ourselves. We didn't have it to ourselves. There was actually uh, someone behind us dressed as Boba Fett. Um, and he, um, <laughs> we're taking a picture and he starts to lean in and I caught him and he starts to lean out. And I was like, oh no, you can photobomb this picture. I'm okay with that. <laughs> it's pretty funny. And the girl in front of me was giving out um, temporary tattoos, mm-hmm. which I then tried to save and put on two years later for Last Jedi and it deteriorated in my hand. <laughs> I went, oh, that didn't work. Uh, but then, um, so I went in thinking, okay, I'm I'm not going to see the other ones. You know, I didn't wait online the first day when the prequels came out because for me it was about Carrie Fisher and Harrison Ford. That's why I love Star Wars. And and then by the end of the movie, because like, I really thought that Carrie and, um, I thought the original trio would not be in the next ones. I thought they would only be in the first ones for some reason and that they would sort of hand the baton over and they wouldn't be in the other two trilogy. Mm. So I told myself, yeah, I'll see this one, but I'm probably not going to see the other ones. But by the end of it, I could not wait to see what was going to happen to Ray. But I, I do think that maybe I might have been fooling myself because, so we're sitting there waiting. I'm super excited. And then all these trailers start playing. And then they, they had the, the trailer for was Zootopia. Mm-hmm. And it was just the teaser trailer of just the sloths. And so it was like we'd seen a million previews and then this was taking so long. I got really super antsy and my friend leaned over and she goes, it's killing you, isn't it? I was like, why can't it just start? Well, just you know start. what's worse? Yeah. When we went and saw The Last Jedi, for whatever reason, there were no trailers. So we're all mentally prepared for some trailers. Mm-hmm. And it just was like Lucasfilm and the movie started. That's and we weird. were like, huh? all of us were like, where are the trailers? I'm not where mental- are they? I'm not mentally prepared yet. I need to have my popcorn. <laughs> yeah, we were like, where done? are the trailers? I don't know what this is. Mm-hmm. And then the movie started and we were, we had already all been in. Like It was like the weirdest <laughs> experience in a movie. We, they finally got us used to 20 minutes of trailers. <laughs> yeah, it was like, cool, I'm ready. Well, then when we saw Black Panther, they showed like three Ant-Man and the Wasp trailers like in a row. We were, like, were they all the same? Yeah, I think someone like... They must have been a mistake. Like, yeah. We were like, what's going on? Like, I was like, what's happening with the trailers? Uh, okay, so, I mean, we talk about Carrie all the time. She's just a vision 
um, she um, talked about Leia as, uh, before the film came out as being solitary, under a lot of pressure, committed as ever to her cause, but I would imagine feeling somewhat defeated, tired, and pissed. Uh, Abram said the stakes are pretty high in the story for her, so there's not much goofing around where Leia's concerned. Leia's not fucking around, guys. No, she's not. She's pissed. And I believe that uh, Carrie referred to her outfit as a um, gas station attendant and her hair as a baboon ass. Oh, I love her. I miss her so much. I love her. She's insane. Um, you want to talk about some of the rest of the uh, sure. the actors? We got Adam Driver. <laughs> yeah, we have Adam Driver. Also Who grew on me. Huh? I, I like him better each time I see it. Well, I, I th- know him as Adam from Girls. That's yeah. Why I, knew who I mean, was. I thought he was wonderful in the film. I remember thinking he didn't look like them. But now looking at really young pictures of Harrison Ford, I think he really does actually look like a combination of both of them. I think it's great casting. Yeah, I think he, I I don't get the Adam Driver love. I don't like not get it. I, <laughs> I'm i indifferent to it. I'm like, it's I kind of, yeah, I, I think he's a wonderful actor, but not my thing. Does that make sense? Yeah. He's like, yeah. I'm, like I, I enjoy him in the film because I love Star Wars, but I don't go out to see any of his other films. And I know he's going to be a huge movie star because he's working like crazy. But yeah, look, I'm just I like love, ah, I loved Patterson. Okay. I love. I didn't watch it. You know what? He feels like a very '70s movie star because he's unique looking. That's one way to put it. He is unique looking. Um, Daisy Ridley is my sweet child. Uh, she's so. Lovely. And I, I kind of love her story. I mean, she is very young, but she just sort of talks about that she really couldn't get a lot of acting jobs and it didn't look like it was going to really work out. And maybe she had like one television thing here and she really was feeling kind of despondent. And and then she gets in the biggest movie in the world. Oh, Daisy. Yeah, she's she's absolutely lovely. And the three of them have such great chemistry. Yeah, and then John Boyega is one of my favorite human beings on the planet because he oh. decided a movie that had a perfect bookend needed a sequel, and I'm obsessed with it. Yeah. The reason Pacific Rib Rising happened was because John Boyega liked it so much that he wanted to be in the sequel, and they were like, "Oh, really? Okay, yeah." And they they made a sequel, and John Boyega like started it, like that's what I heard. I don't know how true it is, but I hope that is true because that is the funniest thing I've ever heard. That is pretty funny. Because if you watch that movie has a pretty nice ending like everything about pacific Rim is kind of like cool this is over i i do hope um oh never mind continue no and i just i think it's so funny and i love john boyega he's i adore him oh i know what i was gonna say i i hope that one day he can use his real accent in a movie he kind of does in pacific Rim. oh does he okay good because he's but he matched he matches idris alba a little bit more because he's supposed to be idris alba's son that's great so at least he's at least he's british he's british okay he's i assume he'd be american more east ending like yeah he more like a little more like more like idris yeah than his like posh london accent that he has um and then there's oscar london has a non-posh area go ahead yeah no no no. that's what i'm saying yeah john boyega's is a posh london accent where i'm saying idris alba's is not yes okay (laughs) that's because they're both from london he does more of idris's than he does of his gotcha different area of london yes um and then there's oscar who Listen, I went back and watched a lot of his movies, although I still have not seen Des Machina. Is that what it's called? Ex Machina. Ex Machina. Sorry. No, it's a pun on Des Machina, I guess, Um, which I know is supposed to be great, um, which I want to see. But I loved him in um, I went back and I watched the Coen Brothers movies, Llewellyn Davis. Inside Llewellyn Davis. Oh, what a wonderful movie. He's fantastic in it. I I love Llewellyn Davis. Um, I love I 
I'm going to be real honest. I thought Oscar Isaac and David Crumholtz were the same person for a really long time. <laughs> um, so when Oscar Isaac started to be in stuff, I was like, oh my God, the elf. <laughs> I can't believe the elf from the Santa Claus is so famous right now. Yeah, and my friend different. was like, that is a different man. <laughs> like, is oh, it? I just realized then, who you thought he was. Yeah. And then so she pulls up a picture of David Crumholtz yeah. and I was like, he looks very uh, different now. Like, I didn't hear the crumble part. But when party. he was young, they like, he okay. looked like he could have aged see into that. Oscar Isaac. I could see that. And, I love Oscar Isaac though. I do too. I saw him in you saw him in Hamlet, I right? Didn't. He did, oh. I didn't get a ticket and I tried. He I know you did. I thought eventually you did see it. Um he no, he was wonderful and uh I, I got a little mud. I was in the third or fourth row and there's a lot of mud at one point and I got mud on my, my pant leg and I was talking with someone who works at the public and they're like, Oh, I'm so sorry and I was like, No, actually no, I actually didn't mind. <laughs> like it's fine. It's okay. Lapita. Okay. An actual Disney princess. Mm, I know. Well, she's not really in the movie. She's CGI, voice, yeah. But yeah, but uh, and apparently that character is based on a teacher of J.J. Abrams named Rose Gilbert, and they wanted to pay tribute to her. She's like a small little woman. I'm gonna do that with Mrs. Uh, Riddle one day and make it look like a crow. It was my English teacher in high school, um, Andy Serkis, who, when you see him not as a CGI monster, it is crazy. What's I found interesting was he he didn't do any like promotion were they trying to keep it like under wraps no i don't think andy circus really he does doesn't. unless he's in it like when his face is in it andy circus will like that's what i it. that's what i mean so i, I kind of appreciate that, that they're trying to keep the, the illusion oh, yeah, he didn't okay i don't think he did it with the hobbit i don't think i wonder if that's his list. choice to sort of keep the illusion i think when he does cgi he's just like yeah people don't know i'm in. people just see that as schmeagle they or they yeah. see it as i think that's great I, I think I would do that if I was just yeah. like a CGI. Well, except a little ego there. The girl who's L3 is doing promotion for Solo, which I get though, because that y- you have like Yeah, movie, she's but. also like not as, like Andy Serkis is, uh, I mean, man, in the industry, a big star. Like he doesn't need to do but any of that stuff. I didn't know what he looked like for years because of that. Like I oh, had no yeah. idea because I had never looked up what Andy Serkis looks like. And then uh, it was before Black Panther, I knew what he looked like. But yeah. Black Panther, I think, was the first press tour I really saw him on because... I knew because he was person. in 13 going on 30 and everyone always points out that he's in that movie. Right. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I know. Um, um, Domino, who I saw mm, in a Madewell one day. He's in um, this movie called, oh, what is it? About Again, Time? Oh, the one with Rachel McAdams? I love I love time travel stuff. And uh, and um, yeah, I know him from that. He's he was wonderful. Sitting, oh, I know him because he's Bill Weasley, but... Oh, that too, yeah. I saw him <laughs> and his dad's Brendan Gleeson. But yeah, he and his dad. I was in Madewell to go get my shirt to meet Sebastian Stan, and I was walking around the store and I see this ginger sitting on a phone, and I like looked at my friend and I was like, "That's Donald Gleason." So we just started saying jokes like a little bit louder than we normally would, so that we could see if he would laugh. He did not laugh at a single joke I said, but I was like, "Do you think he was listening to your conversation?" I do. Like okay. if I hear people loudly talking near me, I listen All to right. conversations and then having the experience I had last weekend, I'm like that bitch would too. So that's why I was like thinking maybe he, he didn't though. Okay. But it was Domino Gleason. I did see him in public. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, the normal cast. <laughs> There's like Anthony Daniels and Peter Mayhew. Who's yeah. like, what do you have to say? Also, about that? um, what's it? And, uh, Max Vancito. Oh, he dies in like, Never, what a presence that face i just oh, oh i i also love this movie giving out um really great backstory within dialogue you know like 
uh, you knew from the beginning, you know, she's royalty to me. He's talking about Leia, you know, telling him that, you know, I know where you came from. Yeah. You've gotten old. So they obviously know each other. You know, uh, the Times also said about uh, Carriage, I thought was very cool, or at least about Princess Leia. Princess Leia created in the wake of second wave feminism was always a thoroughly liberated woman, whether shooting a laser gun or working a metal bikini. Leia is now a resistance general and play with a muted twinkle and tasteful updo by Ms. Fisher, like Mr. Ford. I'm so glad that that take was the one that worked when my sink is losing its shit in the yeah, background. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> this um, is like... Gold. I, just, I just loved that this review particularly, you know, talked about her place in feminism. Yeah. Well, and that became true when there was the women's march and it was just like all Carrie Fisher everywhere. Oh, God, that was so beautiful because you know she would have been there if she was alive. My girl. And she was. Is there anything else that you want to talk about with The Force Awakens? Uh, we love it. I love The Force Awakens. I love I it so much. Mm-hmm. And, and the music is... Oh, I love John Williams so much and obviously the, the music of Star Wars is going to be nostalgic and emotional for me. But I do love his additions to it because you listen to this movie and you know it's The Force Awakens because it's different. Yeah. He's it's just really good. amazing. Um, yeah. So... That's The Force Awakens. We did it. We, we did it. Talked. Episode 59. Sorry, episode 49. What a nice age. Yes, that's what they tell me. Owie. So where can they find you on social media, Rachel? You guys can follow me on Twitter at Rachel Leishman and on Instagram where I guess I'm very funny at Rachel underscore Leishman. Do you should make that your bio and just say Sebastian Stan said you're funny. Yeah. Do we have a second? I'll tell you about that nonsense. Um, do you want to talk about it? We do another episode like solo. Well, I was just going to talk about how the picture exists. Sure. Go for it. Okay. Uh, if you guys haven't noticed our picture for the Ford cast, our poster is, um, us as the working girl poster. So when I went to meet Sebastian Stan, my friend and I were like, we should do like a New York poster because me, her and Sebastian Stan all live in New York and he knows that we're all from here. So, I slyly suggested to my friend, well, why don't we do Working Girl? That's like my favorite New York movie. Knowing who would mean that Sebastian Stan would be Harrison Ford. So there's a picture where I'm Melanie Griffin, he's Harrison Ford, and then my friend is Sigourney Weaver. And we all did the pose. He couldn't figure out how to do the pose to save his life. Like I had to like literally force him into position. But um, yeah. And then he thought it was really funny. But there is a beautiful picture where I made Sebastian Stan pose like Harrison Ford. It's pretty hilarious. I He really really commits yeah, he was like leaning into me and i was like this picture you're not even you're not even supposed to be leaning and he was just like i was gonna completely lean my body weight on you i was like you are eight feet taller than i am this is a mistake how tall is he oh he's like has to be like six foot something he's got it yeah and i had like heels on nice like, yeah like, his shoulder in pictures uh you can find me on twitter and now instagram oh my god wow um, on instagram under lauren milberger L-A-U-R-E-N-M-I-L-B-E-R-G-E-R. You can find us on the social medias on the Instagram, Facebook, and Tumblr at the Fordcast Podcast and on Twitter at the Fordcast PC. Like, rate, review, subscribe. Please, 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 please. And uh, we have so many prizes left over since after a couple episodes, we're going to take a break because we're done with Harrison Ford movies. Until something else comes out. I want to give people some of these prizes. So um, this time, no trivia question. Just go on the website, put in the number, we'll say 49, 49 for 49th episode. 
and then we will pick people and you can pick one of the amazing packages we have all indiana jones all hand solo some carrie fisher stuff some grab packs of just stickers and things it's fun it'll be great yeah um the only stipulation is you pay for shipping but i'm telling you it's very light yeah you will not uh be paying too much for the shipping but that's uh that's the only stipulation shipping is not included so get your prizes now yeah so it's the fordcastpodcast.com under contests and then you can also see show notes where we'll put some information that we talked about probably link to the picture on lol lol uh some trailers and uh some cool articles uh on the film wow we finally got to the movie we did the next time tune in i'll tell my whole story next time but i just wanted to tell the working girl oh yeah no that's the whole thing um so until two weeks bye